bonus residual. What's up, kids? Comedy Film Nerds episode 357. And this uh, episode is brought to you by Audible. Oh, shit. Yep. With an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more, get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial at www. You probably don't have to type that in anymore. Uh, audible.com. <laughs> HTTP <laughs> colon slash backslash. Yeah. Audible.com slash comedy film nerds. Make sure you log into your AOL account first. Yes, and on your dial-up connection. On your dial-up connection. And <laughs> Make sure your roommate's not on the phone. What a bummer. Can't use the internet. Um so, yeah, guys, uh, it's Comedy Film Nerds Up 357. Uh, I want to thank a bunch of you that have purchased uh, earbuds recently and all the Kickstarter backers. We've been trying to get all the Kickstarter rewards out. Yes. Um, we've gotten most of them out, so many of you should be receiving them. All of you guys that have been posting those on the internet, like, oh, my God, I got my DVD. That's so cool. It warms our heart. Um, Great review at filmthreat.com on yeah, earbuds. Chris right Gore mm-hmm. gave us a good write up. We didn't put him in the movie, so I was nervous. That yeah. Maybe he might uh, shell us because we didn't uh, say positive things. Um, the number of you that have purchased this is still below 10% of the listenership. So, all right, guys. Not cool. Not cool. I'm not going to let that one go. <laughs> Until we reach what percentage? Uh, I would say 30 to 40%. It's a documentary about podcasting. There are tens of thousands of you listening to this podcast. <laughs> so I would assume maybe you would want to do it. If you, you know can't what? afford eight bucks, then I can't afford an hour of my life talking about <laughs> movies. How does that sound? I think that's a fair percentage. Yep. I think that's a fair percentage. I think, I think uh, you want to improve Graham's mood. Uh, we need to get to it's this It's not even number. about my mood. Do you want to continue to <laughs> listen to me talk about movies? Maybe you don't. Maybe you're just sweating me out so I'll finally quit. And if so, you're on <laughs> Graham the Graham is path. threatening a strike. Can you, can you yeah, imagine? Yeah, it is. A day without Graham. All right. I know this is going to be the last day for Graham. And then every day they just listen. They hate listen. <laughs> well, this is it. you win. <laughs> <laughs> So let's introduce our guest. Let's introduce our guest. She hasn't uh, been on the show in about a year, I think. No, and uh, we love having her here. And Why she's do you one hate of the me? writers for <laughs> Comedy Film Nerds, uh, and also one of the writers in the Comedy Film Nerds Guide to Movies. The uh, comedian, writer, author, meditator, world traveler, ladies and gentlemen, Laura House. Da 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 da. Me. <laughs> here I am. Hello, world. At www.https. <laughs> <laughs> What have you been up to, Oh, Bing. Um, what have I... Uh, it was. It was... Oh, okay. Thanks. I'm glad Chris is here. <laughs> I, I'm just like, oh, my dog is cool. Um, How is your dog? Good? She's real good. She's a, a bulldog. Mm. So they're the best ones. We were looking at pictures. Um, yeah, I did show some pictures. She prays. That's for I was late. She prays. Um... <laughs> I have. Uh, I need to apologize to all of you. I was late. It's my fault. Oh my gosh. There's um, a great picture of the dog praying. I, that was adorable. Oh, well, you are from Texas. Woo! <laughs> some guns. It's true. There's, yes, there's a picture of her with some guns <laughs> and a picture of her praying. With a oh, yeah, she's, she's, very, uh, she's very Texan. Um, uh, I, yes, I have a podcast called Will You Med With Me, where I teach comedians to meditate. It, you know, a lot of people are going to think it's about taking meds, right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I can teach them 
that your, that's not what it is. Your medicine is a higher connection. Yes. Boom. I like um, okay. I'm glad you turned yourself around on and that. It's a free prescription. I didn't, didn't want to have to. Um, yeah, will you med with me? And so uh, there's a good one, really good one with uh, Will Anderson. Oh, nice. Um, really good one. Of all the hippie stuff he does, he had never meditated. He was like, I'm, I'm kind of a chill guy. So it's like, first of all, you're high constantly. And then... I'm just mellow. <laughs> but he, it was like, weed. it was like, that is a drug into... Anyway, what? Whatever, but uh, yeah, he liked it. That was nice. Lori Kilmartin, who's super type A, has 18 jobs, right. <laughs> and so really hard for her to calm down, like uh, meditate with her. So we talk about stress stuff, and then um, I say, "Will you med with me?" And then we we meditate a little mind mindful technique by leave it running, so people listening. Um, I can't wait. Can meditate you and I are with recording us. Later today, and I'm yeah. gonna just my my meditation is gonna be pretty gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> we'll just let it out. I'll take it. I'll the take it. The last time I saw you was we did last year one of Karen Rontowski's. Um, oh, the psychic, the psychic show. show which I love. <laughs> that so yeah. that psychic show was insane. So we have a friend who's a, a comedian. She's been on the show, and, Karen Rontowski. Yeah, comedian mm-hmm. and psychic, and so she had a show with comedians and not other people who are comedians and psychics, just psychics. So comedians, and then people would be like, oh, I get a, uh, there's a feeling over at G, G, G. There's anyone G? Graham, Graham. Anyone leave someone? Mm-hmm. No, not Graham. Is there anyone <laughs> who, <laughs> there, was, there was this one person who kept showing up, and uh, no one would claim this dead person. So she's like, it's a, there, she's in a hat and like a bot. She's describing Phyllis Diller, whatever she's doing. <laughs> and like no one's claiming. It. And I was like, God, to be dead and still ignored. Can you imagine? You're like, you're like, oh, a psychic. So I'm, I'm going to go say hi to my granddaughter. And then like, you're still ignoring me, you little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> what are you on your Snapchat? I was, I was like, well, I would haunt so hard. I, it was so funny because <laughs> you and I, I think, are similar in that we make fun of everything. We make fun of everything. Uh-huh. So we're we, in the back of the room, and yet we're both sort of very on the hippie side. Yes. Things. So, like, you have you have yes. a meditation podcast. I have a meditation podcast. Been to India. Yeah. Technical yes. title as a meditation teacher is. Vedic master. Wow. But still making fun of it. I still think everything is stupid. (laughs) That's who I am. We sat in the back of that room oh, and giggled. Laughed till we cried. Like I was beginning to feel like I feel bad because it was a small room and it was a it was a very small room. It's a room where like eight people it feels like it's pretty full. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Probably holds twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you shouldn't, it's not a room where you should sit and make fun of people because it's like you're sitting next to everyone. It's like but it, nobody seemed to mind. I, I, I was, I was almost, expe- I was starting to get an apology ready for someone like Karen or someone to go, hey, guys. And I was all going to go, I'm so sorry. Laura, Laura and I shouldn't sit next to each other. It's we my- do. We set each other up. We're, we're the kids in the back of the room. Didn't like you, you separated. Yeah, yeah. You never stop being that kid in the back of the room. And here's what I love is uh, like in a classroom, right. like the kid in the back of the room. And like what I love is when you find another kid in the back oh of the room. God. There's there's no stopping. There's no my, I'm. And this is coming from a teacher too. Oh yeah, I, I was. But as a teacher, I was also the kid in the back of the room. Like, I could ever tell you my um, teacher. So I'm still friends with. Uh, not still friends. We were not friends. He was my student, but we are now friends because of social media. So there was a kid in my class, my first year of teaching, Austin, Texas, 
And um, I was doing that thing that you do when you're not bright of uh, as a teacher. Of just, I was just kind of like bullshitting, like the first day of like what we're going to do this year and we're covering our books or whatever it is. So every other class I had had, it took the whole time. Like it just managed. And this was like this end of the day, six period class. It was Texas history, which is a whole year in Texas, a whole other story. And, um, but for some reason it took, I was out of things to say in five minutes. <laughs> so I was like, any questions? Like, Alamo, War of 1812, yes. and we're out. <laughs> Alamo, kid in the back of the room, who I love to this day, kid in the back of the room, right down the middle, raises his hand, he's got kind of like longish hair, and he kind of like tucked it behind his ear. He's wearing a Nirvana shirt, and he was like, yeah, um, I have a question. Is it true Ozzy Osbourne peed on the Alamo? <laughs> and I was like, wait till chapter As <laughs> I was both a kid in the back of the room going, good one, <laughs> and a teacher who could not stand for this. <laughs> like, and it was my first day. It was my first day of my first year. It was my first day ever. And I knew I had to like, hey. like put this down. So I was like, um, actually, and I looked, actually, Joey. It is true that Ozzy Osbourne, passive-aggressive correction, urinated on the Alamo. <laughs> and uh, he was banned from performing in the city of San Antonio for a while. He has since, it's my understanding, apologized, but I don't know if he has plans to return anytime soon to perform any other questions. <laughs> I won! So you... Like... <laughs> Was so, so stupid. I wanted to run all around like Rocky, like, yeah, that's right. I can take it, kids. Yeah, bring it. I know, Ozzy. He I know all the people who peed on the album. Okay. <laughs> he had to he had detention that first week. And he was in there like, when I grow up, I'm gonna cuss all the time. Right. <laughs> he was hysterical. And now hi, what's hi, he Joey. doing now? Is he just like, He's a writer. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's that's, that's, he's a he's a journalist in uh, Austin. Good. I'm glad it's not like Oh, he lives in oh, Odessa, and he I sells. I see uh, him on lockup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or even worse, just like he gave up. <laughs> no. Just like he's in Midland, no. Odessa, selling fax machines. So, no. Oh, wow, nobody buys those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, they selling fax machines. They're wireless, if that helps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the we had a, a for the. MTV show is um we had an Austin Stories reunion, so I actually saw him a few months ago. But um yeah, it's uh yeah, kid in the back of the room. You can't just laugh till you cry about everything is stupid, you guys. <laughs> There's no amount of meditation that's gonna change that. Well, I think uh, that is a great segue <laughs> into our first film. Oh everything is stupid. Da da doo doo. Everything uh, is it dumb is, when it you is, make the sequel. It is Valentine's Day today. Yeah. Yeah, Fifty boo. Shades Darker. Oh, my God. Why wouldn't anyone love me? This oh. I, I, I took the... I was that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> it was a scream in my head, and it just came out of my mouth hole. This... <laughs> This movie. Now, I, I will say, I haven't read all the books. However, Laura, you have read all the oh, books. Oh, I've read those yes. books. Let's uh, read some excerpts from them <laughs> right now. You always carry them with he you. Does. <laughs> Whoosh. I have to replace them every few months. This, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this I did read the books. I'm embarrassed. But also, uh, just a lonely woman. Yeah. What? <laughs> 
I think I was with someone at the time. Anyway, what it doesn't matter. Yeah, this movie we get to read things. Was gloriously awful. It was mm. so bad what? on so many How levels. How could it? Chris? But it was a. Fa- it was like watching a car crash. It was just one of those movies that is so fascinating. But that sounds fun to me. So, but you know what? It didn't quite <laughs> right. turn the corner to where it was fun. It was. It was getting close. Mm-hmm. But it was like mm, you still didn't even get that far. Uh, All right, the thing that it's very I, vague. I, I found so fascinating about this movie was how seriously it took itself. Like this is a real drama. We have real. We're going to shoot it like a real drama. We're going to act like it's a real drama. And okay. no, no, it's not even close. It's only drama because you can't call it a comedy. That's uh, the only reason. You're well, it wouldn't it work as a comedy. Mm. No, I'm. I will wrestle you on this. It's not going to work. I told. I told Chris. He was like, "Come to our agree. show." Yeah, I and I was like, "What if I defend the Fifty Shades yeah. movies?" And he was like, "Good luck." Yes, but I feel like as as the one. I know you can be a feminist and be like, oh, these movies, we don't need them or whatever. But as the <laughs> vagina holder in the room, I'm going to defend these movies because okay. we do, first of all, we, we don't get a lot of these movies. And yeah, it's a, it's all it's, it's, yeah, it's sad God. to me that yeah. it's sad to me that it's not good. <laughs> like, well, I don't know why we can't get good sexy movies, but like baby steps. Baby steps. Right. We don't get these. So uh, one of the things about this movie has to be serious because the whole thing about um, Gray, about J- Jamie Dornan, is that he's a serious, like, he's not funny at all. He's super serious, dude. So it just can't be anything no. other than that. Um, and then I think why... He can't deliver a light moment to save his life. No, which is why he plays, uh, and I don't remember the name of the series, but he plays a great serial killer in a in a BBC series with uh, Gilly, Gillian Anderson. Gillian? Gillian. Gillian? Gillian. Gillian? Gillian? I'd say you're Gillian? Is she on the show Billions? Gillian? If she has a cold, does she drink bouillon? Yeah. Gillian's Island? Wait, yeah. what are we? <laughs> I don't, how does that? So, um, now you said there's three books, right? Yeah. Well, the books. Oh, do you think a, the third book will be. There's another one coming out? Do, do you think the third of book course. is so dense that it'll need to be split up into two movies? Oh, maybe. No, that's the move, right? <laughs> Why not three? <laughs> the, uh, not a lot happens in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but enough. Well, these may be a faithful adaptation. No, no, they are. Yes, mm-hmm. because not not much happens. It's not. Um, book. It's it works as a book because your mind fills in stuff. So she doesn't get super dirty in the writing, but it's the suggestion. It's like he pinned her arms and kissed her, and then the then the, like maybe a few more sentences, and then you're off to something else. But your mind is like, oh. I'll really take it from on. here. Yes. <laughs> but in a movie, what you see is what's happening, and it doesn't... So your mind is like, oh, I'm just taking it. I'm just passively taking in what I'm seeing. Right. Oh, this isn't that interesting. Like, your mind doesn't get to take it from there because it's a movie. The visual is right there. So I think that's probably the difference between why the, the books... I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth. Why the books are so much better than the movies. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) everything is relative, and that's why the books are great, you guys. It's why the books are great. Why won't someone hold me? What? 
Did that come out well, of I'm, my it comes mouth? from the IMDb message boards. All right. So there's one of them is from a Lynn 301, and the post is, should feminists focus more on blaming other women than men? Does that pertain <laughs> to this film or? That's on the. Um... IMDb, 50 Shades Darker message boards. Perfect. I read uh, on Rotten Tomatoes because I thought, ooh, this could be fun. Here's, here's a guy. His, These movies think they push the boundaries. They think they're so badass. They think Christian Grey is a badass, a bad boy. He's just a whiny, insecure baby that pouts if he doesn't get his way. Johnson still gives a decent performance. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worse than the first. I love that he's like, well, reluctantly, I enjoyed her, her acting craft. Um, it's, it, we have not had sort of much of a foray at all other than like Showtime at night movies in, into BSDM. Are those the letters <laughs> into IMDb? <laughs> that sex stuff that they like, um, and <laughs> into TPP. Everybody's talking about it, and um, so I do. I it, it is too bad, that, but maybe this will inspire someone to make a good movie in this round. Well, that is quite a buried silver lining, but sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah. also for a woman to be in the lead of these things is unusual because usually it's it's a dude. Right. Yeah. So there is there is Dakota, that is at least a, an interesting point of view. Yes. Um, however. <laughs> but it is, they are, let's, but if we want to put them on the scale of uh, terrible movies, uh, they're even worse than Twilight. Oh, for like sure. It make, like for it sure. makes you kind of go, well, at least Twilight had monsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they... And they share some DNA because, you know, the no, Fifty one started as Twilight fan fiction. They're similar to, yes, they're similar to Twilight. And the things that they share, the DNA, are not great things. Like a protagonist, a girl that really makes no decisions or affects any changes in her life. Uh, and just, just, just has bangs and stares out the window. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, My protagonist is going to have bangs uh, and stare at the window, too. The, the, in this world that these writers have created, mm -hmm. there's only um, two kinds of men. Predator, <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, whether it's a vampire, monster, whatever, or, you know, Christian Grey. Or, yeah, he was supposed to be um, a vampire. Yeah. Or, and then or, she was uh, like, what if he's just rich? Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Rich people are bloodsuckers. Yeah. And, that, I and mean, that's pretty much. That's pretty much it. It's either Predator or occasionally, you know, you get a um, gay photographer with an art opening. Yeah, the uh, yeah, her buddies. Yeah, yeah so, she's a buddy. Uh, what's fascinating too is how like every scene in this movie. Christian Grey's not a predator, though. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> first of all, that's a real misunderstanding about yeah. Christian Grey. He, they are willing participants. That he, sure. that he is not a predator. He, sure. in fact, mm -hmm. you have a whole. Uh, you have to sign a whole contract. Right. That's. <laughs> I, that's not a predator. Not at all. Somebody no, goes, here's no. stuff I'd like to do to um, you. And the, the reason check yes or no. The, the, <laughs> that's I'm not a, pre a, a predator. Is like a predator is like I'm doing this to you, right? Or right. I'm tricking you into yeah. thinking we're gonna. It's gonna be one thing, and then oh no, it's not. Yeah. That's so, not what he does so either. He's like, yeah. this is. Th that's why it's hot, you guys. True. You, you Graham, take that look off your yeah. face. <laughs> Yeah, the Graham has a very like no, I'm not buying it. Look on your change your face. The difference no, is paperwork. That's his, the only difference. Here's what's so hot for you and all the guys to know: when a dude's like, "Here's what I'm going to do to you," and, and then that, he does it, it's a good move. That's the look on my face. That's is, a good oh. move. Oh, 
I've been being Johnny Gentleman. All the <laughs> I should have just Man. been walking up going, guess what, lady? You've been Lamb's in town. You've been Lenny Lamo. <laughs> <laughs> Not Johnny Gentleman. Chuck Gray is showing up. <laughs> yeah. You know, it helps if you're a, a billionaire. You know, I think right. that's, that's no. Really I let guys do that to me. Who? What? <laughs> they don't even have jobs. It's like, uh, <laughs> here's well, what I'm gonna do. You want to ride I'm in the jet? All right. Yeah, you want to ride on the jet? You got to sign this. So, yeah, and then we're gonna that do helps. Things. Yeah. So the jet in my pants. This, the way it's Hello. set up too. Like, <laughs> house.com. You know, my she's pants like, wants, jet. She wants to get back with Christian Gray. Like she wants him back. It's like I want to change. I want you back. You've changed everything for me. And then she has a new job. First of all, terrible impression of her. Yes. <laughs> I get that you didn't enjoy the film, but have some yeah, respect. No, that was that was pretty. <laughs> I want him back. Yeah, that was pretty accurate actually. Uh, when you I, see the movie. <laughs> But I heard now. This we, is fun. I heard so, that she actually said a line from her mom. Her mom's line from working. Yes. No, uh, really. Uh, yeah. This is, uh, and I'll let me give you the context for that. Uh, and you know, she's an assistant at a publishing company, and her boss comes in, another incredibly handsome model type guy. I'm like, did, oh, well, maybe there's going to be. Did a she love say triangle. any of her dad's you line know, from Miami Vice? No. Not is that her dad? Well, the same jacket, though. Yes. <laughs> so maybe that's all right. Maybe she bought it for Christian. A love triangle. <laughs> And then what happens instead is that Chris does not uh, care. He's no, just going to keep going. I just got to barrel through and actually talk <laughs> about the movie. Chris is just going to keep going. <laughs> but if she it's bought a- Christian a pink blazer to roll up to his elbow, that will be amazing. Or a white one with a pink tank top under it. I'm sorry, Chris, That's go ahead. Right. I really thought you'd keep barreling through and then no, I made you I, stop. I got tired. I, uh- <laughs> <laughs> I had to pull over. I had to pull the car over. You kids. Um, so what happens is, okay, so you're setting up like one scene, like, well, maybe then this will be some kind of love trial. But no, then he finds out Christian Grey is her, uh, uh, her boyfriend, and they, he gives him the same look that the werewolf and the vampire give in Twilight. Like yeah. that, I, I hate you, I hate you, you're a rival, you're a different kind of monster. And uh, it's so over the top and hilarious, we just, I just started bursting out laughing in the, in the movie. And then... Rich uh, model guys yeah. are different types of monsters. Yes. <laughs> So then I thought, well, maybe, okay, we're going to see actually, you know, a different type of uh, male character in this movie. Nope. A couple scenes later, um, basically pins her against the wall and says, you know, what? well, I, I, I'm going to do these things to you too, that Christian Greta. And it, like, and then she gets all flustered, bent out of shape. And then um, now we have a character that we thought was going to develop into the entire movie uh, disappears after two scenes. And then you see him again, spoiler alert. At the end with binoculars. So what's going to happen next? Uh, so I every, remember this. Every scene, yeah, it doesn't um, match the scene before. The my favorite part is always where um, you know the, the Anastasia calls Christian Grey on his his deviancy and says, "Look, you're a sadist. You get off on hurting me. Last time, you know, you hurt me, and I saw you were getting off on it. And then two scenes later, she's asking him to spank him." <laughs> This is such so a male all, point of view of this movie this because stuff. none of this is confusing to yeah. me. First of all, no woman that do you just can I just check your male privilege for a second because that's the sure. times we live in. Yes, okay. Sir. Fair enough. There was a guy in it and I was like maybe there's going to be a different kind of guy that like represents me cuz I'm a man and I need to see my man stuff in movies even though this is not a movie made for men. And then that guy just disappeared and I'm like where'd that guy go? No, 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 that's you no. being a. I want to miss to be something I, I relate like to. Seen, uh, no, First of all, like for women, a character in, in, introduced in a movie and then actually having done something no. with the film throughout the actual no. film. 
So no. So two he's a man. Okay. He's a man. You don't right. you don't get a good man in this movie. And Fair to address enough, the spanking. Yes. It is one thing to call your boyfriend on like, look, you're a sadist. You get off on hurting people. And then another one to be like, I really like when you spank me. Let's do this. <laughs> Those are two different things. <laughs> Those are different things. There's one also. One dialogue. is a a hey, I'm I'm uh, addressing a an emotional defect of yours, mm-hmm. a personality problem, an overall you want to hurt things, and another one is like, let's fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way I like to do it with you, which is a different thing. And this happens for two hours, pretty much. I call you on the stuff I don't like. Yeah, do let's then, do it. Right, and then there's lines like, well, this isn't a relationship. This is ownership. And then the next scene, well, I don't think she minds. So, so she I doesn't. <laughs> but that's part of the. Uh, I'm going to defend it, but that's part of the process of a woman. Of when you often, it's you could also take this as like it's a good film. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. It's a good film about a woman with the wrong guy. And the way she's justifying being with oh, this guy. Justify being with awful goat dudes. Yes, which is uh, what we do most of the time. I, have you met any guys? You have to. Yeah. So I also you have know to. plenty of guys that are with awful women. But that's sure. Sure. Make that movie. <laughs> then we could talk about that movie. But this movie, movie, but this I movie. To make that movie. We'll just call it Fifty Shades of Graham. <laughs> because this this right, really is about, is about a no, girl. There will be no Kickstarter. A woman who's like, oh, I'm attracted to this person, but I think they're bad for me. Oh, I'm going to be with them anyway. Well, Which is, that's what this relationship the, the is. And movie. I've it's really the only kind of relationship I've had. So I get it. <laughs> It's, it's I get it's it. It's literally two hours. Were they together um, six years and then he just suddenly left and said, "I don't want to work on it anymore." Oh, just me. Barrel through. Let's get into it. I don't even think barrel, I could barrel through that. Barrel, barrel <laughs> through. I'll barrel. Into yeah, it. Graham has me. Let's oh, whatever, oh, Mister Happy Marriage. Graham, you go. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Let's get into the ugliness. We don't want it to get into the ugliness. You we know, don't want to keep it nice well, and oh, well, it's well, ha- well, happy well, Valentine's well, Day. It's not. That's what this movie pretty much was. It was uh, all right. Bicker sex. Bicker sex. Never get into anything real. Bicker sex. Bicker sex. Bicker sex. And then well, that uh, sounds mad. And then, if uh, they and then uh, <laughs> if they eat nachos in it, between any of those, it, it sounds like an amazing sex. relationship yes. to me, frankly. <laughs> And then, bicker and, sex nachos yeah, it pretty much goes bicker sex bicker marry sex. me cut, yeah cut if we a helicopter if That's we it. could bicker sex nachos helicopter i'm definitely in all right i would too there's so, no question uh but this movie is again how about weird. playing piano naked yes. did he do any of that because that is sweet hello <laughs> that money um put a towel down on that bench before mm-hmm. you sit and play something else <laughs> <laughs> yes this is an antique yeah. um <laughs> It has a ball impression. The piano bench. <laughs> so you liked it. So yeah, it was very entertaining. <laughs> I have to say, I uh, I was buying the DVD for the extras. Work it. So I yeah, have I, been trying to get together with my friend, who listeners may know. You certainly know Tess Rafferty. Yes. So I've been trying to get together with Tess Rafferty. Couldn't. Couldn't meet. Mm-hmm. Couldn't this. Couldn't that. And then finally, like last week, she was like, "How about Monday or Tuesday?" I had a class right. on Monday, and I was like, "Tuesday's Valentine's Day." She's married, so I was like, Ugh, "You're gonna have some." <laughs> 
oysters to eat or whatever people do. Oysters what? to eat? <laughs> they do that on regular days. So you yes, know they're just uh, going to go do it. on the, There's going to be more. She was like, I don't have any plans. And I was like, let's do it. And then I was like, let's go see a movie. Not thinking of it. She was like, does this end with us seeing Fifty Shades Darker? And I was like, it does now. So I'll be seeing it in just a few uh, Could I, a few short let hours. Let me just predict, you two are going to have a really fun time. Back up, I kids at the are. back of the room. <laughs> I think you guys are going to have a really yeah. fun time. This we're gonna get a, we're gonna get shushed a lot. I want to head count say, on a Valentine's night. Okay. Valentine's night. I will tweet it to you. I want to head count who's their male, female demographic, who's alone, who's like. I yeah. want to know the. the <laughs> you want a census? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. Um, could everybody just fill this out real? Mm-hmm. Qu- I'm not. I don't work here. Yeah, but I do have some little forms I want you to fill out for my friend Graham. I, I will say Monday. Thank you. Hey, are you alone? Yeah, yeah I get it. Monday at 11.30 a.m., it was a mix. There was one couple, uh, a couple of weirdos, and a couple of people that clearly had to see this for a website. (laughs) (laughs) Couple of weirdos. (laughs) Chris was the weirdo. Which were you? Looking at each other going, I'm not sure which is which. (laughs) So, but it was, uh, you know, Kim uh, Bassinger is in it, um, which, and also, um, there was, yeah, there was a couple people actually, and I'm like, oh, how did they rope you into doing this? <laughs> How did they rope you yeah. into this franchise that the first film made half a billion dollars? Yes. How I asked. This one. How did they get you? <laughs> How did they get you, actor who enjoys getting paid, to do yeah. this franchise? You need to play a good-looking, um, one-dimensional bad yes. dude. I'm in. We'll call <laughs> Marcia it my Gay 20s. Harden. <laughs> <Is that it? laughs> uh, so. <laughs> my 20s. <laughs> You guys, Graham for the win. Um, All right. Let's talk about another thing people don't want to talk about. The race relations in America. So I saw the movie I Am Not Your Negro, and it is an Oscar-nominated documentary. It is directed by uh, Raul Peck. Um, He has done uh, 10 movies. He has been murder. He's he's done some TV stuff. He's done a bunch of... A bunch of films. He's a Haitian director. He's actually up to direct the next Fifty Shades movie. For real? No. Oh. <laughs> wow. And I'd see it. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe. For real? I mean, he just. So somebody just nailed it. This movie is um, about <clears throat> James Baldwin. It's about James Baldwin, basically. But he had an unfinished manuscript that he submitted to a publisher in like 1979 and then I think he died shortly thereafter and it, it didn't get finished. So and this documentary focuses on the manuscript primarily and it uses uh, Samuel Jackson doing the voiceover of Baldwin's manuscript and it's so powerful because he's not being all Samuel L. Jackson-y. I, I at first oh, was that's like, nice. I was like, wait, who is this voice? I know this voice. Oh, wow. Because he wasn't like, I, you know, <laughs> I don't recognize what a country they speak English in what? You know, like he wasn't doing Samuel Jackson. He was just, it sounded like he recorded it like alone with oh, a recorder wow. and a glass of scotch. Like it was like, this is one of the more haunting documentaries. So oh. he wasn't on a plane with a bunch of snakes. No, wow. he was not finding snakes. He was, <laughs> he wasn't, he never raised his voice. It literally felt like Samuel Jackson 
was it, I mean, it was it was James Baldwin's psyche. Oh wow! It was fantastic, and the, and so the filmmaker Raoul Peck, who uh, I, I, this movie deserves its nomination, and it's a really strong documentary field this year because you've got O.J. Simpson made in America, which is is amazing, and then you've got Thirteenth, which we talked about. We did a spoiler up. You've got uh, Life Animated that uh, we talked about last week with with Nate Gauthier. And then this one, I am, and there, I think there's, I believe there's one other, but this movie is so hauntingly poetic and accurate because James Baldwin was a poet, mm-hmm. and so then there's he, the, so the author, the director intercuts then a bunch of like TV interview footage of Baldwin from the '60s and '70s. Oh wow! That is, man, I could listen to him. I could listen to him like ask directions. His his voice mm. he's so smart. He's so articulate, and he speaks in poetic prose. I mean, oh wow! Just so it just flows the way he speaks and the way he connects his ideas. They're just like wow. And so basically, what his manuscript was about was the three men: um, Doctor King, Malcolm X, and Medgar Evers. And who? And James Baldwin talks about look. He gives some background, like, I don't hate white people. I mm-hmm. was raised, one of my young, earliest teachers was this white woman, and she was awesome, and she taught me, gave me these books, and told me, and I was in, in movie theaters and stuff, and, you know, so I leaned more towards the Mal, the uh, Dr. King uh-huh. view of things. But then he goes into all of their stories, you know, Medgar Evers was really a part of the NAACP and Baldwin is like, I didn't really relate to the NAACP because they're sort of a class structure within the black mm-hmm. community, you know? And he goes, I didn't, that bothered me. And, and they still use the word colored in their anagram. Well, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know they're going to change their brand, <laughs> yes, but, um, but like he, he, he was like, I couldn't relate to any three of these men entirely. The peaceful protest, I don't know that that was my thing that Dr. King was doing. And then Malcolm X was like, by any means necessary in the violent revolt. He goes, I don't know if I, if I can do that, but I identify with Malcolm X's anger and I understand the need of the NAACP and I understand Dr. King's view. And and then there's amazing interview footage of Dr. King and Malcolm X on TV. They were on the show, not at the same time, but they cut together their interviews. Oh, wow. Because Malcolm X is like, oh yeah, he's an Uncle Tom. You know, and Dr. King then very eloquently, I mean, all four of these men are so eloquent and so articulate with their points of view. And you go, wow. And then there's interviews with like Bobby Kennedy. And and so the filmmaker then cuts in the James Baldwin footage of him, of James Baldwin actually speaking in an interview and shows him talking about, there's a lot of in how... Blacks and whites are represented in films and TV from, mm. from the era that he grew up in. He's like, as a young boy, oh, in yeah. movies in the 30s and 40s, there was no one in a movie that looked or represented my dad. Right. Except maybe this guy. And he brings up points like, if a white guy if a, who's a Polish background or Irish or Italian, you know, picks up a gun to, def- to fight tyranny, he's a hero. If a black man does that, he is a criminal. Yeah. And... The filmmaker does an amazing job of showing like riot footage from the 60s and 70s and then footage from like Ferguson Mm. and how the cops today are so militarized 
And this was happening with a black president in the White House for eight years. Yeah. And how America had... Well, that won't happen again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. This The current White House would be very... Uh, no, he's on it. He's on it. Yeah, he will. But so it's like, it's... All three of these 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 nominated the, the OJ thirteenth and this are really important. Mm. They're not just they're not black movies or white movies. They're American movies now because what, this is a very our race problem. There's racism everywhere, but the race problem in America the race is is a very unique to America. It's like our gun control problem. Yes, it's very unique to us. Yes. Um, now my question is like, what's the uh, uh, significance of the title was it a quote or was it something that's the name of the well the 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 book is i'm not your n-word i mean that Mm -hmm. was what the book was called so they were like well we should probably change that title because we don't want that word thrown around a million times Mm -hmm. Um, during award season no no, not the oscar so white and not with the current political like we don't want to mess with that right so they i think they just decided to change you know that Mm -hmm. to to change that word Um, okay so because he he says the, you know he says the the, the the n-word a million times in his interviews because he's like if you need to create that then what does that say about you mm-hmm. and it's this this movie why i think 13th will win over this one 13th is a fantastic documentary mm-hmm. as is oj that 13th is more clear cut and that's not a slam on oh, 13th. Mm-hmm. 13th is very like, here's yeah, the law. After that, slaves that, were released, we traditionally structured just documentary. made traditional, crimes about them. But it's also the subject matter is this law was passed. They found a loophole. Yeah. Here's what's happened ever since. Yeah. There's this organization, Ellick. Jail very, is the new slavery. Right. Jail is right. the new slavery. Chain gangs. Changed. Here's what we can yeah. do. It, Where James Baldwin is a little more nuanced, Ooh, would you man. say? Also, he was gay. He was gay. And there was an FBI file on him. Do they go through like kind of the the history a little bit of the book, like when he wrote it? What's you know, it's not like no, when he passed man. away. No, it's, it's, it's more... James Baldwin sitting there. You are alone in a dark room, and I suggest seeing this on the big screen, which is you don't most documentaries. Like Thirteenth is fine watching it on mm-hmm. Netflix. It's powerful. Right. It's, it's about the information you're getting. This somewhat. visually oh. seeing. Dr. King speak, seeing Malcolm X speak, seeing this riot footage on a big screen, seeing then intercut with like the American idea. This movie is, is, it requires a lot of abstract thought. It requires, it requires each individual American of any ethnicity to go, Jesus Christ, we are a broken, scared, awful society. And we all have to face it in whatever way. And we, America doesn't want to face it. Right. That's one of the things he says, he's like, we put out the, the American image is yeah, the, the wife and the kids, Dis- the two Disneyland garage, and Disneyland and fun times. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that looks great. That looks great. And, and um, all of us don't want to really deal with it. And that's well, what he's saying. Yeah. Um, can, can we take this to a, a, a bigger picture sure. outside the film? Because I, Obviously, this is um, it's a fascinating topic, but culturally, because um, I've been thinking about this a lot, being from Texas, and I was kind of raised racist, mm-hmm. and um, not in the sense that I was sat down and told like these people are good and these people are bad, but you you get you pick you pick it up, so um, or you know the slogan "The South Will Rise Again" or or whatever, like it just it's just there. So 
Um, I've been looking at this a lot because once I became educated in college, like I, I was able to adopt new views that, that were not racist. Um, but I still look at like, where does that, where is that? And there's so much it's, I, there's definitely like, we don't want to look at it, but there's also, it's like what actually happened in history is sprung on us in our 20s. This, And I say us as a, uh, all I have is my suburban white girl experience. Right. So I literally, I you grow up and you're told, just like a, a different version is like, you know, Columbus is a hero and he, and he came and, and you just color <laughs> cornucopias and you're like Yay. Thanksgiving and grandma comes and it's great. And then it's only later that you go, what? And yeah. like, that's awful. So part of our, I, th- I think like the real problem is like we have whitewashed our history and it's become more and more where like um, I, there are textbooks that just passed this came out like last year where they wouldn't even use the word slavery. They were yeah. like saying, you know, workers, yeah. or, you know, or whatever, yeah. like as if Did like if just unpaid workers, yeah, yeah. something like that, that they were just <laughs> like, you know, real intense volunteer work or this insane <laughs> thing where I read a book as a kid where. They told uh, the real little kid that Abraham Lincoln died of natural causes. And I had already known he was a assassinated. Oh. I was like seven. And I was like, this is bullshit. I, when I was little, an adult I trusted and loved and who was an amazing, wonderful, loving person uh, said, um, I, you know, I, some people liked being slaves. Oh, yeah. and, and that's what she had been taught. And so as a 40, 50 year old woman, whatever said that to me, but it's, so I think part, the real is this, like, we're not educating people. And for me, I am unusual in that when I went to college and I heard different things, I was like, Ooh, I want to know what happened. And I think what's easier and also not everybody goes to college, but it's like, it, it took energy to undo my racism. Like, I'm aware of that now. It took energy. It took me going to college, moving out of the house, being in a different situation. Moving to being, cities where there was in, where there different people of different backgrounds. I went to UT Austin, 50,000 undergrad. You're going to run into different people. I did, you know, like I had diversity training as a, as a freshman orientation. I taught freshman orientation. So I became somewhat of an advocate of like, you guys there's still racism. Like, this is crazy. Like, I didn't think bigoted jokes were a problem or what, it, like, I was a white person problem. Mm-hmm. Now, what it feels like, and this is what I was going to ask you, is does it feel like to you th- these films are like, they're not, I love that you said, they're not black films or what, they're America. It's what happened. This is America. It's what happened. This is another voice, but it's a voice that we haven't heard yet. It feels like an an educating or re-educating of, well, well, of people. Without a doubt. And, and but certainly of white people, because I feel like certainly more so there were black people who were like, yes, I knew who James Baldwin was. Like, yes, well, I, I've heard, I grew up hearing these well, things. Well, it's funny because I remember right after the election, two guys that I've known since high school that I'm very good friends with, one's Armenian, one's black. And they were like, Oh yeah, I was like God. This, I've always I yes. Like, I, I've always known this country. I was like, man, I've always known this country is racist. As a comedian, I'm not that shocked, but fuck, this is brutal. And they went, um, yeah. Now I know. Now just we, just another day. It's another day, man. Hmm. Like yeah, they're, like that's what I heard too. Is that finally white people? Finally, more and more white people, liberal white people or whatever, are being are like waking up to the real horror that this is. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew what happened during. Um, 
you know, after the, the Civil War and, um, you know, they were trying to integrate people, like there were black senators and stuff, and then they were like, nope, got to change Bye. that and change all the rules. But I I didn't know a ton of stuff. And like, it, it's... And we get segmented too and segregated as far as like where we live and what, you know, our political areas too. And that's media, politics, geography. Everything has actually caused us to move more into different camps than it is to kind of come yeah. together which is kind and of it's, well the purpose you of would that, think technology too would have done the opposite and it didn't well no it's well that's it's by design there's a, the other documentary i spoke about a couple of weeks ago requiem for the american dream the, oh the, wow the people in power because yeah. we all got together if like the poor trump supporters and, and yeah. inner city people and all all of us got together and instead of red state blue state liberal conservative black white if we all got together and went oh that's the fucking enemy the corporate yeah. like these people there's there's not two parties there's one corporate bank party right. like if we all got together then the whole country would go we're coming after yeah. we're burning down the banks we're burning down congress they don't want that they want us fighting together and that's i think that is by design yeah. to segment us historically those people get shot yeah it's the like, people that that say that sort of thing yeah. oh, of course and that's what this other than bernie sanders but he didn't get shot but he got shot down like well, they, what a crazy old kook well they rigged the election they rigged the <laughs> what, a, what a create this old guy ah, what a nut they just flat out rigged the election sit down you old man touch banks you can't touch the banks you can't he, yeah, yeah he said free free, free health care and they said mm, we'll Ooh, the that guy's yeah. crazy We're letting the corporate democrats win it's yeah, like drain the swamp and like uh no nah, i'm gonna roll back any type of bank <laughs> regulations yeah. now that we had at all but it, obama rolled back bank regulations clinton rolled back bank regulations but like it's the whole system is broken and when you watch this movie he's saying stuff and the reason why we're in America is it where it is today is because the stuff he talked about 30, 40, 50 years ago yeah. has not been addressed. Yeah. We've, we've we've put a nice we've cleaned it up we've put Disney facades in front mm-hmm. of it. America well, is Well just, just watch Network. Right. Yeah. Ne- <laughs> Network called it man. Yeah. Like and, but what specific to this movie Amer- and he goes he says, you know, there's a there's an interview on the on like I think the Dick Cavett show, and he James Baldwin says a bunch of stuff, and then this like white scholar guy comes out, and he says, well, I, I, excuse me, sir, I said, and and he brings up some very <laughs> simplistic points that went on the surface. You go, oh, not a bad point. He says, you know, Mr. Baldwin, you you sit there and say that these you know America has rejected you because you're black or whatever, and but there's look. There are white authors that you are more in touch with, that connect with, than there are, uh, you know, black people that that don't like authors. You, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm a scientist, and uh, there's there's black scientists I relate to more than white people from my neighborhood. And mm-hmm. it's like you hear that on its own, you go, oh, good point. Yeah. And then James Baldwin goes. Well, the reason I lived in Paris for so long is because I didn't feel safe here. I thought they could kill me. You tell me these institutions. You tell mm-hmm. me, like, I should join and become a Christian when there's black Christianity and white Christianity. And he lists all of these things where he's like, I have been told I'm split up. There's another great quote where Bobby Kennedy's like, things are not great to, for black people, but they're getting better. And maybe in 40 years, they could be president. And James Baldwin goes, a lot of white people went, yeah, see, progress. He goes, so you went from Boston to the attorney general to next in line for the president, and you're telling me I got to wait 40 years? Yeah. And it's and, like... And that means there's progress? And that means, there's, like, he, he yeah. talks about a lot of, like, out-of-touch white liberals... Yes. ...who I think 
were maybe more out of touch then, but there's still plenty of out of touch. And we white still people. haven't hit the first woman. Oh, we still haven't hit the first I mean, female. It's, well, that hasn't happened. It's what? been over 40 years since that speech now. Well, but that's, I. you mentioned technology, and I guess to, you know, maybe bring it to a, a conclusion, not that it, obviously yeah, it's not being wrapped yeah, up, we, but we it's like, but the technology, but the idea of technology is maybe it's helping. Like, I, so. I do think. Well, podcasting for sure is a great example of where it's bringing more people Streaming together. media, right. st- stuff on, stuff yes. on Twitter, like, st- like, I do like to think that, you know, voices are being heard now that weren't. Able to be heard, and hopefully and that's making that some that kind of said, difference. Uh, is both good and bad. <laughs> well, yes. When people are going, Nazis have free speech too. That's right, a problem. Right. Ha- yeah. But <laughs> when you see hashtag white genocide. Yeah, yeah maybe that's. But, a- but also, but also, I- we need to face the fact that those guys, the hashtag white genocide people, are like Amer. What he says. And what, why I recommend seeing this movie. We need to stop putting them on TV, eh? Yeah, well, we need to stop. But but like America, and we kind of talked about it in the, in like John Updike brought this up in the 13th spoiler app. America, we need to first sit down and say, yes, the men that founded this country owned slaves. Yes, yes we committed genocide. Yes, we yes. couldn't you know vote. Rule. We had Japanese yes. internment camps. We had Jim Crow law. Well, you yes. know the rule in Germany, no one can deny the Holocaust Right, existed. like it's like in the schools and everything. Mm. No, you have to acknowledge. You have to acknowledge yeah. it, and we don't want to in this country. We don't acknowledge so much. We don't want to acknowledge everything, the inequities that are happening. Right. So anyway, this movie is is a fantastic film. So well, it, it sounds out. boring. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's haunting, but see it in a big screen and I sit am not in the back Negro. alone. That's awesome. So just like Fifty Shades. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just go from one to the other. Just have a yeah, super yeah. weird Saturday afternoon. Yeah. You can see Fifty Shades of Slave. Pay for, uh, <laughs> pay for I'm Not Your Negro and then sneak into Fifty Shades. For um, sure. For so sure. We, uh, we have a sponsor this week. It is audible.com. You can go to audible.com slash comedy film to get a, three, a free audiobook with a 30-day trial. Damn, now, son. There's a lot of great stuff in there. There's education, obviously politics, special interests. I really like um, Neil Gaiman has a lot of books in there. He has a new one um, coming out on uh, Norse mythology. And also what I like, too, they're doing like curating. Like Neil Gaiman will like curate like a book and an, and a uh, someone to read it. He'll like put it together, which is kind of cool. So you get like a different kind of experience gets, that one author. Oh, hell yeah, he Go will. And, you know, get some James Baldwin books. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, like it's it's fantastic, and expand your 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 knowledge of as much as you can. And a free audiobook with a thirty day trial. Just sign up at audible.com slash comedy film nerds. That is the landing page. Audible.com slash comedy film nerds. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some trailers. Let's do it. We'll burn through this. Uh, I saw the Ghost in the Shell trailer with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh my god, it's so puzzling. Like they keep re- releasing more trailers, and each one is worse than the last one. <laughs> It's, it's based on a really like they cool, don't want you to see it. Like it, it really feels that way. It also feels <laughs> at the like, end they're like, by the way, don't see like, it. Like the ev- most, the more you see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every, every time a trailer is released, it just tells you again um, that you know maybe we shouldn't. There's certain anime properties we shouldn't make into live action features ten, fifteen years later. Um, <laughs> so it this Ghost in the Shell series has a huge um, popularity here in the states, also, but obviously in in Japan. But there's all these. Uh, there's movies, there's TV series, and they're all 
undecipherable <laughs> that gets into all this uh, like futuristic um, technology and problems and robots and and bombs and violence, but they are just so interesting to watch. And the first Ghost in the Shell movie was put together so well; it really got into that like what happens to your soul, what can you survive, like what happens when you're put into an artificial body, things like that. Um, but it also has really cool action sequences in it. So if you see the original Ghost in the Shell anime. Um, I would recommend that over even just watching the trailer with Scarlett wow. Johansson. puzzled. That's a real put down. It's the same director that did Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm. So you would think that this would just be another piece of cinematic gold. Yeah. I'm puzzled. I'm gonna, I, I was off the word. How for can a ghost I'm say it? Chances are that director's missing the nuances. Ah. <laughs> How can a ghost not get out of a shell? Exactly. Is anybody asking the yeah. hard questions? It's like it's spirit egg. I will. <laughs> Is it an oyster ghost? <laughs> so let me out of this shell. Really sure. I think this movie, Ghost in the Shell, is now tied for worst movie of the year that hasn't come out yet with Chips. Oh, so oh, I really think that they're both going to be in the bottom of the barrel. But, you, but so this next trailer, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. You know what? We talked about it earlier. Everything is relative. This looks like it was directed by Igmar Bergman. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was? Yeah. <laughs> um, here's here's my weird take from this. Was I was watching it? A very intense little trailer, and then <laughs> so. Then you see that scary, like it's Javier Bardem, and he's like, "Where's Jack Sparrow?" He's being very, yeah, yeah. very intense, and I was like, "That dude is so good looking. He's still good looking as a pirate ghost as, zombie, as a as a barnacled <laughs> snake." I was like, "Damn, that's some handsome that's still yep. coming through on that dude. That's some undead. That's cosplay. crazy." Yeah. So this movie, of, of course, it's still looks horrible as well but compared to that one it looks like hey you know what maybe i could watch this movie but uh you know you can't use the word good uh for a dead man <laughs> any way you describe it but what fascinates me too is uh you know this is another um this is another franchise that has just kept going th- and going and, and going. That was my question. Are they still making them for kids, though? Is that like there's got to be they've got to be like ten year olds love it, or there's got to be some reason these there's movies are made for, or did they just sign a deal with Johnny Depp? They're like, look, yeah, as it, many as you want. I don't know. Yeah, and then what? There stuff comes out. There's that a zombie shark, you know, to his girlfriend or wife. Yeah, he there's fuck there, himself. He's there's a, and he fucking <laughs> but beats now, his lady and fucking uh, suck it. Yeah, but zombie shark. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nice. There's a zombie shark? There's a zombie shark, yeah. Now I want to yeah. see it. <laughs> hot, ugly Javier Bardem. Yeah. Ugly, hot Fighting Javier Bardem. And, and a zombie shark? <laughs> I mean, you're making it sound good. Yeah, now that's now the trailer kind of. All right, now maybe I'm turning the corner on this. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's all go see it. They're looking for Jack Sparrow. Boo. So, uh, all right, on DVD and Blu-ray, um, The Arrival. Now, Graham and I did split on this movie, but I, I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. It is nominated for an Academy Award. Did you see Arrival, Laura? I did. Now, did you like it? I, I probably in the middle. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. think it was that big a deal. I Like, right. I enjoyed it, but sometimes I walk out of movies, 
I'm just totally off, but I'll walk out like like me and Trumbo. That was awesome. Nobody says anything about it ever. <laughs> and then like a movie like this, I'll go, oh, it's just another movie. Everybody's talking about <laughs> the, their sentences, their circles. Ah! <laughs> and I'm like, I oh, I mean, I guess it's all right. Why don't you make it a little straight line? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that so much better? I mean, I can write in circles. It's a big deal. Um, Edge of Seventeen. A coming of age movie. Didn't get a chance to see this Never one. Saw it. Yep. I'm sure it's um, great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fleet it's a, uh, Fleetwood Lynn's Mac long, or something. Uh, Half time walk. This one you did see. Bleed yeah. for this? Yeah. yeah, this one no good. No, Billy half time walk. Long, Billy Lynn's yeah. long half time walk is uh, it's a <laughs> just about a walk. Yeah, he just mm-hmm. walks the whole time. Just a long walk. That's it. Yep. I could do that. So it's and, a tracking uh, shot. <laughs> priceless, also. I can do that. So, um, just put a price on the fan feedback. Like Graham had said earlier, I'll tell you, it warms our hearts to see all the uh, the Twitter pics and stuff. You guys getting your DVDs in the mail and your the kind words you've said about it, how much you've enjoyed the film, that it was worth the wait. We really, uh, we really appreciate it, and we are getting uh, the Kickstarter rewards out. We should be done probably in another uh, week or two. We should be. You guys will have all your rewards. Yeah, Yeah. I know you're in a hurry, but can I give some fan feedback? Absolutely. Look what you guys have done with comedy film nerds. It's really cool. Like, it's re- do people come and gush at you? Because I'll Sometimes. do it. Yeah. Oh, oh well, then do. forget right. it. No, 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 never mind. No, 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 no if please. other people gush. <laughs> but, like, it's episode 357, and I've known you since, wow, before internet. But I've known you, like, when you were like, we're going to do this website, and will you write movie reviews? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Still oddly not doing anything. What? I do stuff sometimes. Write more articles for us. We're all <laughs> yeah. for it. But, it, but it was just like, you reached out to some people, hey, we're going to do this. And then podcasting came along. You're like, well, we'll do a podcast. And then it's grown into this. There's a festival and uh, hundreds, and I'm sure it goes out to tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. Like, you've reached people on like the opposite side of Earth. Like people who are like, oh, I really relate to them and this is great. And like I come on here just every now and then, but but the people who reach out to me are like, I feel like we would be friends. <laughs> and then I'm like, then let's be friends. And then we're friends. Like it's really amazing. And you've built this whole thing from just, I mean, just an idea of like, we like movies, let's have a website. And then it's just grown. I mean, episode 357, That's it's incredible, you guys. So, uh, And a film that's come out of it and, and all of the personal relations, but also professionally, it's just really cool what you guys have done. Thanks, Laura. If it gave us a full-time salary, it would be all the more... Okay, Graham, you don't shit on it. Graham, could you just not shit on one thing? Thanks, Laura. That and a buck and a half gets me on the goddamn bus. You guys, would somebody send $17 to Graham? Yeah. No, 17000 Oh, my God. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Graham, don't... 170000 <laughs> If If 100,000 people sent you $17, it'd be pretty good. Be a good Patreon. Yep. So, and uh, also we have premiering this week at Cure for Wellness. This looks good and creepy. I'm actually curious to see this who's, movie. Whose fucking dumbass bullshit is this? This is a, uh, like a weird kind of thriller, horror-y type movie. Um, oh, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. About, this actually like, looks a, interesting. a quote, Cure. Yeah. Um, Gore Verbinski is directing this. Bless you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Fist Fight, this is the uh, Ice Char- Cube. Charlie, Charlie Day, Day, always funny. You know, uh, it looks like a joke that probably goes on too long. Yes, it looks like a really <laughs> funny sketch, but, but the trailer really made me laugh. I have Ice to say. Cube is this. 
That dude is funny. He's yeah. amazing. I went by a billboard and just I marveled because straight out of Compton was I was like, I did not realize that he was like he was the actual birth of East Coast, West Coast. And he was like, West Coast. And he was like, I'll go to New York. Like I do this and I have hits. And then like, I'll move somewhere else. Also hits. Hey, I'm going to write a movie. Also hits. I was like, that dude can do anything he wants. And he's hilarious. He really is so funny. Street movies. Like when he's the, uh, he's the captain. (laughs) You know, when they go with the sequel, he can see the way he just delivers a line. Like, uh, where are we going to go in as uh, high school kids again? No, you guys look like you're 50. You're going to be going yeah. to college. Knows who he is. So yeah, funny. Really Big fan funny. of Ice Cube. Yeah. I mean, Charlie Day, too. But. So, um, and The Great Wall. Oh, my God. This movie. Um, Matt Damon's fighting dragons in oh, China that's again. that's great. That's just like, yeah, we're going to make China build the wall and have the monsters pay for it. Yep. That's- it's already made its money back in China. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. I'm sure, I think it's a. Uh, they they made their money back there before Rick Myers, they brought it over would here. Would you uh, would yeah. you write an article about this movie also? Because I think I'm very curious to like the ins and outs of it. Was it a a Chinese funded film that they got Matt Damon on, or was it uh, funded to like? Well, it was Chinese funded, but we need to put Matt Damon in it to get the Western it's audience. My like, understanding what? that it that he was involved from the and beginning. reached out to people over there mm-hmm. that it came from that. Um, but yeah, and then because I I asked somebody who is involved with some Chinese film production and was like, because he was like they already made their money on it in China, and I was like, are they are people in China annoyed that it's Matt Damon? They're like he's not playing a Chinese person; it's like a legend, like because uh, it is dragons and st- you know like mm-hmm. fighting monsters. And I was like. I guess that's okay. So it wasn't like Keanu Reeves in Forty Seven Ronin. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I, 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 yeah, you know, I got, in the version that was in China, did was Matt Damon not in it as much? And did they make oh. like Chinese actors in it more? Like that's like, like I wonder. Cuts, like Iron Man had yeah. different footage. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, let's look into that. Yes. Check it out. <laughs> all right. These are all questions for Rick Myers. We look for your article. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> um, and oh, that's it. That's our show. Laura House, thank you for being on today's program, episode three hundred and five seven. Uh, what a neat! What a neat! What? Uh, where can people find you? But but, uh, but, but, but. Twitter. Uh, it's um, you have to uh, my name the A like what has a circle around it. Got it. Okay. Then I'm Laura House. I am Laura House. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter because it'd be fun to have followers, and. Um, <laughs> Um, I say stuff and, and I have a podcast Will You Med With Me that Graham thinks people aren't going to understand but I think they will I think they will, I think they will. how many episodes in are, are you with that like 26 nice oh, cool. I kinda, I've been kind of keeping it low to you know want to build up a little library of it but what's fun is you we leave it running so you can actually meditate with us nice yeah so if you've ever wanted to meditate with Graham it's interactive it's coming it's coming yeah it's interactive buckle exactly. up <laughs> it's my interactive med- with your eyes closed my meditation's gonna be <laughs> hardcore oh yeah. yeah it's a yeah I can't wait now so this is gonna be a mental thrill ride yeah, yeah. <laughs> guess what <laughs> we're gonna meditate the shit out of Graham's coming to meditate your fucking skulls <laughs> um which is the name of my kid's book oh uh yeah what earbuds guys buy it Yes, please do. We are still talking to distributor. We will uh, we will have information on that as soon as everything is closed. But we really appreciate the support. We uh, you know it is available for download and for uh, DVD purchase. We will sign it for you. These are all signed copies of the DVD, and there's a space to uh, get your favorite podcaster to sign it when you go to their shows. All so the fancy it's really cool. Like uh, Aisha Tyler and Chris mm-hmm. Hardwick and Joe Rogan. They'll sign it for Tyler you. Glass and- 
on down the line. Check it out. That's our show, right? Anything else to talk about? That's uh, that's it. Yo, and uh, oh, big LA Podfest announcement coming uh, this week, February fifteenth. February fifteenth. We're Ooh. announcing dates, venue, a little little, and tickets will be on sale. Ooh. Tickets are on sale. Um, we already have, you know, I think eight or so shows committed. So and we're going to be doing an early bird price, right? Yeah, early bird price. It's all mm-hmm. going. It's all happening. Feb fifteen. Go to lapodfest.com. Check it out. Hashtag spank work it. Um, <laughs> that's our show. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day, boys. Thanks, Laura. My name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember Han shot first. Maybe he didn't. What? No. Nope. Graham. Sacrilege. Nope. Never did. <laughs> Howdy, Graham. This sucks. <laughs>